Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Will. Today I'm joined by author Jay Bauer, author of the upcoming book Cadaverous, author of Hanging Corpses, The Brownsville Nightmares, and Master of Demons. Jay, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Had a uh, long day of choring, but uh, <laughs> pretty good. Nice. I just saw you at uh, Scares the Care AuthorCon too. How'd that go for you there? I get to talk to you a whole lot. Yeah, man, that was really cool. Um, you know, it was an amazing event. I was excited and nervous to go because I um, had never met anybody there in person before. Like I met a lot of these authors online and, and were friends with them, you know, over Facebook and whatnot. And um, a lot of my readers and my readers group, um, I had never met any of them. So I was going out there all by myself, not having known anyone, you know. Um, but it was absolutely awesome. It was so cool to kind of meet all these uh, other authors that I read and and admire, and um, some um, and to all of these readers in my readers group were coming up to me, giving me hugs and taking pictures. Man, it was it was pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I started every episode asking, "What is your favorite horror movie of all time?" Um, you know, um, I've got three of them that I really really love. Um, I actually like The Shining, uh, Jack Nicholson. I, I love that movie. Um, the original, The Hills Have Eyes, um, mm. scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And um, the first Saw movie, I love that movie because it has so much more tension um, before you get to all the, the really bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of lost that as the franchise went on, where it was more focused on the uh, on the torture and all the designs of the games. Yeah, and and that's cool if that's what you're into, you know. And but um, I really love the feel of that first one. Yeah. So um, when you're writing, do you outline first, or you go by the seat of your pants? Oh man, um, yes and yes. So like <laughs> each book, honestly, is so very different. Um, I have done um, kind of hardcore outlines. So like my book Dream Wraith, um, I actually I did a really pretty hardcore outline on that one. Um, Verse is cadaverous, uh, which is coming out here in a few weeks. I did not do an outline. I kind of had an idea what I wanted and how I wanted it to end and how I wanted it to go. Um, and I find that somewhere in the middle, leaning towards seat of my pants is kind of where I tend to land. Hmm. And what are some of your influences in writing? Like who asked you to be a writer? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, um, I'm going to have to go back to, as most of us horror authors, <laughs> go back to Stephen King. Uh, you know, my mom was and still is a huge King fan, and she always had his books laying around the house. And I remember uh, being a kid and not having read a book on my own yet, and I see Pet Cemetery sitting on a table. I was like, yeah, that looks cool. I'm going to give this a shot. And I read that, and I was like, what is this? It was exactly what I wanted um and, and love in in my fiction but i didn't start writing um gosh i didn't start writing till maybe 10 to 12 years ago and mostly because um a friend i used to work with at my um previous job she she knew i wanted to write and i just kind of hesitated especially to write a novel i would do some short stories and stuff but i kind of was hesitating doing something longer and then she convinced me to try nanorimo and I did, and I failed miserably. <laughs> uh, but then I learned, and then I succeeded. And then I I did that every year for like I don't know five six years or something like that. 
I'd write a new book in November throughout the entire, you know, 50,000 plus word throughout the month. And that's kind of what really, really kicked, kicked it off for me. Wow. See, I tried NaNoWriMo once. It is super hard to do to finish an entire novel in a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I failed the first time, so um, funny story about this. This this ties into to Master Demons, actually. So my first attempt at it was a version of Master Demons. I failed, just absolutely failed. I got to maybe 10,000 words throughout the month and that was it. So the next year I did a little bit of work and um, a little bit of research on different types of alcohol, because in the, in that particular book, um, the main character, Mike, he kind of goes on these adventures and he's taken to these adventures through various alcohol, uh, kind of like the animus in Assassin's Creed, where it takes you to like your DNA, you know, and you're, well, the alcohol kind of is like his animus. And so when he drinks um, like vodka, he ends up like on a, a um, expedition in Russia, you know, going on this this crazy expedition up near Siberia. And then he drinks tequila. He's on a ship coming to the New World with Cortez and stuff like that. So anyway, I did some research on these alcohols ahead of time and kind of had an idea what I was going to do. So my very first NaNoWriMo win is the first draft of Master of Demons, but it sucked. And the ending was awful. And um, I knew it was awful and I could not get it right. And I wanted to make it darker. And um, it wasn't until last year, my readers really, really helped me out to tell me, yeah, this ending sucks and it needs to, it just doesn't work. And um, I finally made it work. And so now it's, it's finally released, but that was technically my very first novel I ever wrote. Oh, wow. That's a crazy process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took a while to get there. Now, what's your writing schedule like now? Do you have like time set aside each day or do you have a word count you want to hit each day or what do you do now? Um, I'm not as structured now. Um, I'm, I get up real early in the morning, like stupid early. And I, I do one of two things in the morning. I will either write or I will go um, over to a friend's house and work out. And so we've been doing more of the workout about four days of the week and the other three I'll write. But in that the weekends, I tend to catch up on some word count, but I don't have a daily word count. I just kind of have, um, you know, whatever time I can get, I'll, I'll add it to it, but it seems to work. Cause I keep, <laughs> I keep putting out some new stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new stuff, what can you tell us about Cadaverous? Yeah. So Cadaverous, man. Um, I, I love that book. I, I talked to, uh, John Durgan at, um, AuthorCom and I let him know, I was like, look, man, Cadaverous, um, is kind of has a little bit, and, and um, I'm not ever going to say that it's as, as, as good as his, his Cursed Among Us, but it has a little bit of that vibe of his. And it definitely has a little bit of inspiration from his book. Um, but it's, uh, it's about a, a high school heavy metal band. Uh, they're all seniors in high school. Um, and the lead singer has this experience that happens at an Eclipse concert with Ozzy. Um, and it, uh, he starts to turn to more uh, demonic uh, sources for his uh, ability, if you will. And then it starts taking a really dark, demonic, bloody and gory turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of music. If you like old school, like uh, 90s, you know, late, late 80s, 90s, like thrash metal and stuff like that. This this is all in this book. Where'd all that come from? Like, Where'd you get the idea for it? Um, so... Funny enough, I bought the cover before I ever had the story. Um, so the the 
cover artist, um, I'll give him a shout. His name's Killer Covers, is the uh, Dave at Killer Covers. Uh, he did the cover for Hanging Corpses. And um, I, so I bought the one for Cadaverous, and I like uh, the word Cadaverous. And so that's what I had him put on the cover, but I had no story to go with it. Um, and so I, I had two ideas. One of them was this one. Um, and then I had a second idea and I ran it past um, a couple friends of mine and just to get their feedback on it. And they kind of liked the idea of this heavy metal band, you know, this kind of somewhat of a coming of age type of thing. Uh, so that's um, that's what I ran with. And I love that music. I grew up on that music. Um, I, so it's it's it was a blast to write. And that was one you read a sample of at AuthorCon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When we when we did our reading together, that's yeah. Uh, and, and as I mentioned in the room, at that point, um, with you included, there's about maybe fifteen or sixteen people in the world had had heard that part when after I finished reading that. But yeah, um, that's that was the beginning of it. That was really good. I'm actually looking forward to the book. Yeah, it comes out. Um, well, I, I don't know when this will be released, but. Uh, today we're, we're talking it's the 11th it comes out two weeks from today actually um the 25th of april so uh, looking forward to that now what kind of promotion do you do for your books because that kind of differs from person to person it does um so you know i do a lot of um social media stuff um not necessarily ad promotions but more of just um uh, getting it out there, getting it shared, showing, you know, the cover, showing some of the info about the story. Um, and I engage a lot of my readers with that. And, you know, they're super awesome. My uh, Facebook group, Bowers Basement of Humanity, uh, those, uh, everyone in there, uh, all of us cellar dwellers, uh, they're so much fun and they're so supportive and they, they'll share all of my stuff for me. They'll, they'll get it out for me, get the word out. So I do a lot of that. Um, maybe guerrilla marketing style, if you will. You know, I've got a, a, a newsletter that I send out weekly. Um, and uh, I also try to reach out to some other authors to kind of get some feedback and get um, to help them spread the word for me. I've got a couple authors reading it now and hopefully they like it and can kind of give me some some good words on it. But You also do like a box of horror, don't you? Um, no, um, I don't do, I, I did that one, um, the Brownsville nightmares, you know, I did that set and that was a very limited edition, like 50 of those will ever exist in the world and all the stuff that's in it. I only did 50 of all of that. And so that was a very limited collector's edition, but, um, I don't really do any kind of box, um, of, of horror or anything like that. Not yet, but it, it actually is kind of something I've been thinking about. Hmm. And what to you makes a good horror story? Because I know like some people say a good horror story has all the elements of regular story than just horror. Others <laughs> say, you know, more splatter, more this, more that. Like what, in your opinion, makes something a really good horror story? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I think um, for me, a lot of it is the vibe and the atmosphere of the story. You know, I kind of, kind of, I guess that first answer that you gave, you know, it's kind of like a regular story, but you add horror to it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of maybe lean a little bit towards that, um, where I like to really put readers into that kind of a dark, spooky, creepy atmosphere, you know, that kind of makes you a little unnerved and makes you squirm a little bit or makes you just a little uncomfortable, makes you want to make sure to turn the light on, you know, that kind of thing. Every once in a while, I do like to get all kinds of crazy, bloody and gory. You know, I've got a couple books that are pretty bloody and gory. Um, you know, I guess it's just, I need that release once in a while, but, 
I find uh, for me, it's just kind of that atmospheric element. This um, adds some tension to that. You know, at, like I mentioned with uh, that first Saw movie, you know, there was a lot of tension in that early on. You know, it did get a little bloody and gory at the end. He has to make an awful decision, but it's that tension, that build up to it, you know, that makes you as the viewer just kind of like start cringing and like, oh, I know something bad's going to happen. Well, that's, I like to bring that to books, you know. And what's the last book that's actually scared you? Um, gosh, uh, I don't know if it scared me, but more on the disturbing side. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them recently, well, within the last year, I guess, would be uh, Brother from Anya Alborn. Uh, loved that book and instantly made me a fan of hers. I've read maybe about four or five of her books since. Um, and then The Girl Next Door from Ketchum. Oh, God. Oh, man. I uh, I listened to that on audio. And, Holy shit. And it was him. It was Ketchum narrating the book. Wow. It was amazing. Because, you know, as, as authors, we kind of know where we want the emphasis to be sometimes. And sometimes readers don't catch it that same way. Well, he's the author of it. And for him to be able to narrate it, how he felt it as he wrote it, man, that was so cool. And such a disturbing story. Yeah. I can't imagine listening to that one versus reading it. That's a whole nother level of depravity. (laughs) But (laughs) that one hit hard when I read it. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. And, you know, um, in my day job, I do a lot of driving. So I started doing a lot more audio books and um, I was like, oh, I I have to try this. You know, it's it. I just I hadn't ha- read it um, ever, and then I saw it was narrated by him. I was like, Fuck it, I have to do this. And yeah, I don't regret it. But man, that was really a disturbing read. It had me on the edge of my my seat in my car the whole time. Yeah, it's a surprisingly uh, fast paced book too, for as thick as it is. Yeah. Yeah. It went by really quick and it didn't feel like it went on, like it was long. It didn't feel like it dragged. Like I was invested on every word of that book. Mm -hmm. Well, what else do you have coming up this year? Any more tour dates? Yeah. So um, I'll be in Texas actually with you. Um, Yeah. Texas AuthorCon. Yep. Yeah. I just saw the the seating chart today. Uh, It looks like you're going to be like right next to me, I think. Oh, sweet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Texas in July, I actually have there's a, a small Comic Con here where I live called Saluki Con. Um, and that's going to be happening in just like two, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. So like April 22nd, 23rd. Um, but that's all I've got planned for this year right now. Uh, I might look at a few more things later on, but that's it. You know, Author Con was, was the big one that I, I was looking forward to and knew that I was going to put all my energy toward. Um, and then these other ones, uh, Texas actually is going to be another one. Uh, it's going to have I kind of similar vibes to it. I feel that's what I'm kind of nervous about because I never like planned a trip that far out of state for myself <laughs> as far as like a tour date. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get my books there. I don't know how far to plan ahead as far as that goes. I'm yeah, kind of freaking yeah, about it. <laughs> that's actually closer to me than Williamsburg was. Where are um, you at? Um, I'm in the Southern part of Illinois. So if you, if you look at uh, St. Louis and then go Southeast from there for about two hours, um, there's a, a university where I live called uh, SI or Southern Illinois University, um, and then um, uh, Christine Pfeiffer, uh, one of the mothers of mayhem. She's she's from around here and always gives me shit about it. But um, 
that that's where I'm at. So it's, I'm about an hour from the Kentucky border, hour from the Missouri border. So way down south. Uh, so it's I think to Texas, it's about eight or nine hour drive. Uh, AuthorCon was like 14. So and I drove it. And that's how I got my books there, because I threw it all in my truck and did the drive. Man, it must got a couple audio books in through that. <laughs> uh, actually, yes, I did. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for joining. I'm looking forward to Cadaverous. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's coming out here in a couple of weeks. Um, some heavy metal demonic mayhem. Hell yeah. Devil horns. <laughs> the horns up. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jay. Have a great night. All right, man. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Family Fright Night listeners, it's your host, Chase Will, here to quickly tell you about my latest novel, Moving Through, available now on Amazon.com. Moving Through follows a group of high school seniors as they mourn the death of their mentor while inciting a school-wide rebellion against censorship. Clay McLeod Chapman, author of Ghost Eaters, calls Moving Through a clenched jaw of a novel, complete with brutally candid prose that reads like gritted teeth. Anderson Prunty, author of Dreaditation, calls Moving Through a visceral soul punch of a book. You can find Moving Through at Amazon.com or at ChaseWill.com. Hope you check it out.